0: Welcome to Raiders of the Lost podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. On this episode, we discuss the latest movie news from September 20th to 26th. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is Anthony. And this is James. Let's talk about some movie news. There was a lot to get to this week. Uh, box office Shang-Chi is still killing it at the box office. I think they're up to 30, $330 million. And then this month coming up, we have a ton ton of releases coming out. We're going to get a special sc- early screening um, of Venom let there be car- carnage on Monday night. Tomorrow night, we got invited by IMAX to go to IMAX headquarters again in Santa Monica. Pretty cool. And we'll have like a the, uh, the screening and like some Q and A and some refreshments afterwards. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a lovely evening. We'll make some videos videos for y'all, and we'll do a special review of Venom that will release after the date of the movie's release. Yeah, we're super excited to yeah. check it out because IMAX is super cool. That how they invite us to these early re- releases, and hopefully, we'll get to go to like Dune early and Sky Bond. and um uh, not Skyfall, <laughs> but um, uh no time to Die Early, and maybe some other big movies that come out. Obviously, French Dispatch isn't playing in IMAX, but you know, those <laughs> other uh, like big action blockbusters, let's go for free. That'd be sick. Yeah, but. I'm looking forward to Venom. looks awesome. Um In terms of news, I think the first thing I want to talk about is The Secrets of Dumbledore, the new Fantastic Beasts movie, got its title. It's coming out in April 2022, so they actually bumped that up. It's a nice change of pace to get a movie pushed forward rather than back, which we've mm. been used to for the last 18 months. And it's not a summer release, but it's close enough to summer. It's almost May. And although the first two Fantastic Beasts were a little underwhelming, I have high hopes for this because Steve Kloves is helping JK write the screenplay, whereas she wrote them on her own the first two. So I think it might pull back the reins of her storytelling in the first couple that didn't quite pan out for film. And Cloves always was the best ad- ad- adapter of her novels. Yeah, so he did all of yeah. the Harry Potter films except for Goblet of Fire. Order. He, or was it order? order? Oh, my bad. So Order of the Phoenix, he didn't do. So other than that, though, he did them all, which is why I think they're so great. And I think the Order is the, maybe the the weakest script compared to the book yeah. for an adaptation, possibly. That's what I say. Not that J.K. is not a great writer because she's a genius, obviously, but I think when your storytelling is different than writing a novel w- with film and script writing, and I think you need... Someone who's very experienced like him to be able to do it. And also because he's so good at adapting her ideas and her brain into a film. Yeah, when, when you read the books and then you watch the movies, you're like, how did he do this? Like, How did he manage to fit all the right pieces together for these stories? So I think he's going to be able to really help her out in terms of crafting a, a much better story for audiences. I agree. So I'm pretty excited. Hopefully yeah. there's a lot of Dumbledore because I think that's just what they need. I like Newt. He's an interesting character. But Dumbledore is yeah, the juice. Dumbledore. Give me the dumbies. <laughs> I want to see the battle between him and Grindelwald. They're probably saving that to the end. Maybe, like maybe if like movie six, maybe or, they'll have a little battle. They're planning five, I think. Yeah, five. So the fifth one though. So definitely no, they're the planning final. seventeen. Probably. <laughs> just give me Dumbledore. <laughs> Newt's cool and all, but yeah. it's all Dumbledore. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, moving on. We have a new teaser trailer for Stranger Things season four, which just dropped. Uh, we tuned into it and checked it out. It looks pretty cool. I like the production value it has increased so much. It looks spooky and scary. It's like this haunted house vibe. I like it. Kids are getting older, too. They're getting old. And then it looks like they're adding this haunted house element. It looks like there's a, a crime that happened within a family within a house decades earlier. And then they must be investigating some something to cause them to go to this house um several decades after this what apparently is a murder do you think it's a murder or crime it seems something to do with with the upside down world because there's the shots of like the family eating dinner and like the lights are going out the, the static on the radio is coming in so maybe maybe some sort of possession of the upside down world with the father which is like the classic horror haunted house the father killed Amityville, everybody yeah um maybe but it seems something to do with the upside down for sure yeah definitely for sure it's going to be interesting i'm curious to see what they do and I thought it was pretty ballsy. They didn't show um, Eleven at all in the, yeah, in the trailer. Or or um, uh, David Harbour or Finn. The, or, yeah, the, the three, yeah, the three big Just ones. Just a little tease. Everyone's yeah. so upset because they hardly got to see anything. So who are all these? I don't want to see this family eating dinner <laughs> in 1956. <1956." laughs> yeah, yeah I, when, the, when the trailer first started, I was like, is this a spinoff? <laughs> but no, it should be okay. It should be pretty good. M- moving on. So there's a possible strike happening in Hollywood in the production world, which is going to Basically, it could shut down all film and TV production in the United States. It's of IATSC, which is the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. They are aiming for a production strike because they want better benefits, for health benefits. They want better pay, um, better compensation for the hours they put in, the work they do. Because, you know, these are the people who are in charge of pretty much how movies are made. You know, they're not the top of the line. They're the below the line talent, which is an unfortunate word phrase that it's what they're called um they're the camera workers camera operators set builders hairstylists i mean all the people who work on the set the pa stuff like that cinematographers editors so i'm um, not editors editors have their own mm-hmm. guild do they so it's all their the guilds. This one. it's so everything it's like, yeah so it's, it's a combination of the producers too yeah. the producers yeah too so they're they're trying to get better compensation because i mean movies are great and the stars get all the spotlight obviously and the directors and writers and but like the people make the movie actually happen every day it's all these hundreds and thousands of people that go to, to work every day and they work very long hours every day and stretch into from friday night to saturday morning shoots saturday shoots so they work probably sometimes 14 hours a day for entire weeks sometimes at 16 end. hours yeah. a day yeah and it's, it's tough work and you know with the streaming advent it's the pay has been questionable in terms of how like netflix pays their crew compared to you know when they before streaming happened so there's a lot of changes as the industry has evolved and I think that these people got left in the dust. Plus with the COVID lockdown protocols and on set protocols it's made their lives even more stressful and, and the day's longer and shoots longer so it's it's been a tough year and a half for them. For yeah sure. the few people only a certain amount of people are allowed on set so that means that every person has to probably do more than their own job but someone else's job for yeah, the, yeah. for them who's not here yeah so hopefully hopefully they can work on an agreement because it would be terrible to have movies shut down and film and tv shut down it would never it's never happened before everything shutting down yeah that's never happened we've had the writers strike back yeah. in what 08 that 14 years for, ago yeah so aside from that hopefully hopefully they figure it out and get they get what they deserve a really interesting story is that marvel is attempting to sue the heirs of several comic book characters um, to retain the rights. To the Avengers properties, and this they're doing this because the heirs of whoever created these characters, Stanley. yeah, Stanley and a couple others, they 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 can take away the copyright, and they can retain the right ownership to themselves and take it away from Marvel and in um, Disney because the copyright only lasts a certain amount of time, and so Marvel does not want to lose the Avengers, so I'm very curious to see what happens with this story. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a definitely questionable topic and double-sided. Like do you side with the multi-billion dollar corporations or do you side with the family of the cre- families of the creators of these comic book movies and these properties? It's it's hard to pick who's in the right, who's in the wrong. I mean, I think this is just part of the corporate world that we live in, capitalist nature where, you know, people are just in trying to control what they can get money off of. But I mean, they have a rights their their families Birthright, basically, you could say. So, it's like mm-hmm. kind of like inheriting a business, sort of. Um, but also, neither party actually created the characters. Yeah, that's the ironic thing. Yeah, neither and, one of them. So, I'm, sh- I'm sure they'll figure it out. I'm sure they'll have to make some sort of settlement to the families. Marvel is going to shell out some cash. Big time. Yeah. A big big. Hey, paycheck. I mean, if you want it- to... They should. They're the. They're worth a hundred. They're worth tens, hundreds. The of money they have of made off. The money yeah. they made off of them. Yeah. And yeah, it's not Stanley. Didn't. It's not like they're dead. Stanley's gone. He's not alive, so he doesn't have control over what's happening. But still, it, the same thing would probably be happening where he'd work a deal with Marvel. Yeah. But let's move on to, I think my favorite trailer that has dro- dropped in the last couple months is the tragedy of Macbeth. It's a teaser. Way better than the Stranger Things TV. <laughs> it's uh, Denzel Washington playing the lead role of Macbeth in Joel Cohen's adaptation of the play, and it looks incredibly. Shot it with the four three aspect ratios, which is the same thing with Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's uh, black and white, looks incredible. Denzel's McDeath, sign me up, take my McDeath. money. McDeath. <laughs> Did I say McDeath? Oh, my bad. <laughs> Sounds like a super villain. McDeath. <laughs> it's actually an Apple original and an A24 production. Oh, wow. Um, and Joel's Joel's always been the, the, the leader of the Cohen brothers. They co direct, but he's always been like the number one of that partnership. Uh, and even the first few movies they made together, he was the solely credited director. Like Blood Simple, he yeah, directed that. Exactly. But no, Ethan helped too, but they weren't allowed to do co-directors. Gotcha. You have to have a, an established working uh, relationship in filmography in order to finally be credited as a duo. Will they flip a coin? Uh, yeah. I, no, I think Joel has just always been the, yeah. the, the leader of the two gotcha. of them, um, is what I would say. And so... I don't think Deacon's is shooting this but it looks fantastic and I love Denzel and Francis McDormand's in it as well. Excellent cast. Um Brendan Gleason's is going to be in it so I can't wait to see this. Yeah and then uh um what's his name du- Dudley Dursley. Dur- Dur- Dudley Dursley. Who's been killing using um the the that Netflix movie that everybody loves with Robert Tap killing Caps. all the, t- the ki- uh the devil all the time. Yeah, devil all the time using yeah. that. All right, moving on to the casting of the Super Mario Brothers animated film, which will star Chris Pat, Pratt as Mario, Anya Taylor Joy as Peach, and the rest of the cast is fantastic. We have like Charlie Day, I think, is Luigi, yeah. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong, Jack Black is Bowser. Yeah, so the cast is awesome. So uh, this is cool. It makes me excited to finally see a good Super Mario Brothers film adaptation as opposed to the weird, scary, horrific <laughs> live action one that they did several years ago. But I think there are also cons to this kind of film, like. There are so many great voice actors out there who you know voice like the animated movies that most people don't see, like the cartoon ones and a lot of the superhero ones. And it shows, yeah. But um, you wish that they would get the opportunities for these kinds of movies because yeah, I'm sure Chris Pratt's gonna be fun to hear him do like a Luigi Italian voice. But it'd be it'd be even better, I think, to have like a real voice actor do like an incredible Super Mario. It's me, Mario. Like like they should hire you. That's pretty good. My voice is scratchy. Woo hoo! (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty good. That's the Super Mario 64 <laughs> double jump. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Yahoo! It's the mini Mario. How much do you practice that? <laughs> How much do I practice it? Yeah. It's just natural This is now man. the second time this week that I've heard I this did it better you. the other night. Yeah, you did it the other My night. My voice is a little scratchy today. And the thing is, you can understand the studio wants to sell the movie better with big names, but also it's Super Mario. It sells itself. So I don't see the need to... If it's an unknown property, yeah, I get celebrity voices, but... If it's a property everyone knows, like, there's no need to hire celebrities for the voice actors. Because imagine having, like, one of the, like, the best voice actor out there, whoever it is, doing, like, a really cool Mario voice or, like, a Luigi voice. And, like, it it would be cool. But, I mean, it is what it is. But also, animated is the only way Super Mario should ever be adapted. The live action, like, it showed you, like, it's such a weird, surreal, bizarre world. Like, it can only be animated for a movie. For real. To really work. And oh yeah, and, and Anya Taylor Joy is Peach. That's pretty funny. And then Netflix announced that Tiger King Two will premiere later this year. And I don't know what happens after the story. Concluded. Isn't Joe still in jail? Yeah, he's in prison, I believe. Uh, so. Maybe they bring cameras in. But but they say they there's going to be even more madness than season one. So maybe they have more footage from the past that they them two are both recording on their own. Must be something because Joe is constantly filming yeah. on his zoo. Yeah but they must be going inside the the prison and interviewing him. Yeah, he must he must still have tons of footage too. Like belt boatloads of footage. <laughs> He's so funny. It's such a bizarre show. I'm never going to I'll, I'll never financially recover from this. It's like my <laughs> favorite line I think in the entire show. <laughs> I'll never financially recover. So Tiger King remember it was like the first thing that really came out um during the initial pandemic locked down. Was it that long? Yeah, it was ago? it was in um, March. Wow, you're right. And everyone was watching it. I believe it was during well, cuz I believe we were locked down watching it. If not, it started like right right before at, it. Right around that time. Yeah. Uh, we got another trailer for Scott Cooper's Antlers, which looks phenomenal. It yeah. looks terrifying and really great and this is his first horror film. Descent into horror. Yeah. It's a Guillermo del Toro production, so he's obviously got the okay from him. And I can't wait to see it. The trailer looks so incredible. It's like this mo- murder mystery with this monster like that lives in this kid's attic, and um, Jesse Plemons is in it. He looks really good in it. Kerry too. Russell's in it. Yeah. And um, yeah, it looks very scary and spooky. And is like the monster like is he a man or is it actual like this mythical beast that some people believe in? Who knows? And Scott Cooper is an excellent director, and I am very excited to see him. Uh, in the horror genre, so I um, can't wait for that movie. It comes out um, in October, so we'll be looking for that yeah. in a month. It's premiering at Beyond Fest, mm-hmm. and then Warner Brothers on HBO Max has decided that they're—they've announced that they're going to release a three-part HBO Max documentary, which will tell the entire history of DC over its eighty-year legacy. So, pretty interesting. I definitely would definitely check it out for, for sure. sure. Yeah. And then there's a new trailer for Spencer, which is the Princess Diana film that's starring Kristen Stewart. And I love the aesthetic and the look of this film. It looks really beautiful and surreal in a way. The cinematography reminds me of Malik for sure. Um, also, looks very um, mysterious because no one really knows truly like what happened to her, all the conspiracy theories of like, did the royal family know what they were doing? You know, all that kind of stuff. The mystery really? surrounding her death and everything. So... It's it looks pretty exciting. I want to definitely check it out. Looks excellent, and Kristen Stewart looks like she's gonna be. Looks like right now she could be the front runner for the Oscar for lead actress. She's she's actually blew me away in the trailer. Yeah, I watched the trailer. I'm like, all right, she, she can she's do it. she's a yeah. great actress for sure. Not that she, I didn't already like her a lot, but like. For, with Kristen Stewart, I've, I've always felt like in so many of her movies, it's Kristen Stewart. She, I think you know she I mean? needs the right role to like yeah. showcase who she really is She an really needs to like, trans- transform. Look- even, even Snow White, it's like, oh, that's Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. But it looks like she went really into this character big time, mm-hmm. for sure. Good for her. She definitely, for sure, has the talent. So. Trailer I'm came, very excited to see that. Yeah, a trailer came out for American Underdog, which stars Zachary Levi as NFL legend Kurt Warner. And this movie looks kind of meh. I love Kurt Warner. We love football, and his story is incredible. How he was, you know, working in this grocery store after college, and tried out for football teams in the NFL, and became a Hall of Fame quarterback and Super Bowl champion, and I think uh, MVP at some yeah. point. And um, it looks it looks interesting, but I think the problem with it is Zachary Levy's forty years old. He looks kind of old, and he's supposed to be playing a college age Kurt Warner. Yeah. So I mean. I understand when they do, like, 20-year-olds in high school, that some people look very young and all the makeup and everything, but he still look, he looks like a 40-year-old man still, and he looks like he should be retiring from the NFL <laughs> unless you're Tom Brady. Yeah, and I'm Kurt Warner's, It's like you said, it's an amazing story, and that's why it's being made into a film. He went from grocery store to Super Bowl champion. It's, it's insane. Hall of Famer, too. Hall of Famer, yeah, one of the best quarterbacks ever. And I think they chose Zachary Levi because—Levy because—, Levy because so first of all he's become very famous because of Shazam but also he looks he I think I couldn't think of another actor who looks like Kurt Warner he look, he definitely and has similar aesthetic to him well Kurt's a big guy he's yeah. like probably like six two six yeah. three but also the face. Quarterback. Yeah, he, he kind of reminds you of Kurt I but I will say he does seem very old because even when Kurt Warner won the Super Bowl he wasn't that old you know what I mean he wasn't an old man and and it looks like it looks like the dialogue's a little iffy as well. Like, the coach talking to him in the office, like, that's not how players and coaches talk. Is that going to be you someday? Why should I give you the shot? <laughs> it's like, come on. Well, have you ever tried out for an NFL team? No, I've never had. So you don't know, do you? So you love the trailer. <laughs> I already said <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> well, I'll wait for reviews. I'll wait for reviews. We'll All see. Right. Uh, there's actually two bits of George Clooney news. So uh, his film, The Tender Bar, starring Ben Affleck, released its first image. And it's going to be pretty cool. It's an image of Ben and then Ty Sheridan talking at a bar, which is cool because we love Ty Sheridan. And then there's a George Clooney, Brad Pitt movie coming out that is going to be directed by John Watts who made Spider-Man Homecoming. And it's sending studios and streaming and streaming platforms into this crazy bidding war because two of the biggest names in film of all the last fifty years in the same movie together. They haven't been together since I think Ocean's thirteen in mm-hmm. a film together and they're like person they're like best buds in real life. Yeah. So everyone wants the property and the rights to the movie that they're gonna star in together for sure. It's gonna be like once upon a time in Hollywood, like having the the combination of those two stars, like that was the what a lot of people went to see the movie for yeah as the leads because oceans it's a it's an ensemble yeah, yeah George Brad and Matt are like the leads of those movies but like and especially the last two but to have them two as the title characters is going to be sick and the film it's going to be a plan B entertainment which is Brad's production company in Smokehouse mm-hmm. pictures and also there's really no details except for people believe they've heard that the it's going to tell the tale of two lone wolf fixers assigned to the same job. Oh, wow. So maybe very cool. two like Vincent Wolf characters trying to fix the same situation. I'm maybe down. either competing for, with it or I don't know. I'm sold to take my money. But it should be cool. I hope it goes to theaters. And then there's a new trailer for Paul Verhoeven's Bendetta, which is another great... He's been on the streak of making very sensual, weird, dark movies and... This is another one of those. Uh, if you're into that kind of movie, like it's very European esque, mm-hmm. so check that out for sure. He's he's got he's made some great recent movies. There are two competing new Britney Spears documentaries coming out. One at Hulu and then one at Netflix, and it's great to finally see you know her story being told. You know, after all the free Britney campaigns on social media and everyone on in the internet like kind of being up in the air. Upset about learning all these facts about her life and the control her father had over her, and it's it's great for that. But also, this is only happening because of you know corporate competition and the internet spawned this inten- beginning because this has been a two decade situation for her. And now in twenty twenty one, now they care. Now the corporations care yeah. about making a movie and a documentary. But I I feel the same as like they're just trying to make a buck. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's great to hear her story. It's phenomenal that she's finally been freed of that. Um, whatever I forget what the term of it was called, where he had control over everything, but. Again, it's like they only are making it for a specific reason. Why didn't they make this ten years ago? When I'm sure, they why didn't all, they make this one year? I'm ago? sure they all knew about it. I'm sure she was telling people about her life years yeah, ago. She's been talking about this for a while. But no one really yeah. cared until the internet went crazy and Twitter yeah. went crazy and Instagram. So again, it's great, but also it really, would have been it would have been nice if it was investigated before all the media sensation it became and and if people actually made put the effort into re- try to reveal this truth you know what try I mean? try to save her life sooner yeah exactly when they all they all knew yeah everyone knew but it is what it is and then uh, Alejandro Iñárritu just wrapped his new film called Bardo um, we don't really know what it's about yet but uh, it's apparently a, a co- more of a comedic film for him a dark comedy so uh, he wanted to do something much different from the revenant much different from birdman so, he went with a lighter tone for this film. And I am so excited. He's one of the best directors ever. So, I'm definitely going to be checking out this film for sure. Will you? For sure. For sure. We probably will see it a couple times maybe, in the theaters. Maybe. Um, there's a trailer for 19th, which stars Megan Fox and Sidney Sweeney as hot vampires. <laughs> and. Hey, Megan Fox, she's awesome in the horror genre. I think she should just do as many horror films as possible because, again, I think those are her strengths working in that genre for sure. Yeah, Scream Queen genre for sure. Yeah. Like, Jennifer's Body, I think, is a good movie. Yeah, for sure. And this trailer looks pretty fun. It looks um like it's very much geared towards Gen Z for sure. And it's one of these scenarios where vampires actually run the city and, like, run everything behind the scenes. So it looks like a good time for sure. I love vampires. And then uh, Saturday Night Live has released... They're opening guest hosts for the first few episodes, and we have Owen Wilson. Wow. It's, wow. wow. It's, an SN- it's an SNL, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian West, I mean, sorry. Uh, Rami Malek. So he'll be promoting Bond. And then Jason Sudeikis will be performing after that. So great lineup of hosts there. Eddie Murphy, he just signed a three-picture deal at Amazon Studios, and this is what we were talking about, where he was originally going to be in Twins 3, but then got replaced by Tracy Morgan because after his film *Coming to America* came out on Amazon Prime and it was a sensation, everyone wanted him and he became a huge commodity on the film market today. So now everyone's trying to make movies with him. Yeah, I think it was it's one of the highest streamed originals they have. Yeah, for films it was like 40 million hours. Yeah, and extreme. then uh, the final bit of news is that *Teen Wolf*. Is going to be revived by Paramount Plus with the same creator Jeff Davis. So I guess that's, I've never watched Team Wolf, but I know a lot of people who loved it um, when it came out a few years ago. And it's not. It def, this definitely seems like a better story for a remake because it's the same guy who made the original is making a new version. So it's not like. Oh, he's of, the guy who made the original yeah, Teen Wolf. So yeah, movie? with uh, I, actually, I don't know. It says it doesn't say original creator. I might be wrong, but we'll see. It says with creator Jeff Davis. Yeah. I don't think it's... I think it's coming Is he the creator of Teen Wolf, or is he just a creator? I think they're talking about the TV show. We're creators. The (laughs) the Teen Wolf TV show that came out, like on... Was it The CW? Yeah. A few years ago. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the Michael J. Fox movie, though. All right, that wraps our movie news episode number 17. Interesting week. Yeah, lots to talk about, and we hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. We will be letting you know how Venom, Let There Be Carnages. We'll do a review and post it probably the day after it premieres for everybody else. So it premieres on October 1st, Friday. And we'll post our review Saturday morning. Sounds good. Take care, everybody. See ya. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.